and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I am Brian. And Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. We made it to another one. We made it. We're back. It's 2019. Woo! We're here to party. Yeah. And by party, I mean talk about Star Wars. (laughs) Which is the same thing in this house. Yes. So in our last episode, at the end of the show, we asked you guys to send us questions and we would answer them on the show and sort of recap 2018, talk about our goals as a show. And Mm -hmm. we got a lot of questions. So we're very excited to answer them. Sweet. Um, But first, Brian, how was your new year? It was good. It was good. I'm just glad I made it another year. You know? Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, that's the best part of New Year's. I'm like, oh, whew, we <laughs> I'm made alive. it. I'm alive still. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit crazier. Yeah. A little bit crazier. Definitely more tired. Um, but man, <laughs> 2019 is the year of Star Wars, man. I know. We got a lot coming. And big stuff, too. Yeah. So I'm pumped. There is a lot happening. So um, pumped. We'll be talking about a lot of that in this show because people asked us lots of questions about everything that's going on. So let's oh, get into it. Yeah. Wait, how was your New Year's? Um, It was good. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> that's <what laughs> you want to know how my New Year was? Yes. It was yes, awful because people shoot <gasps> off fireworks and my dog barks at them constantly and I didn't get any sleep, but hmm. it was okay. Off to a strong start, 2019. Yeah, it's not like we can go out and party because we, if we left him here, he would have like a nervous breakdown. So we like, we just didn't yeah. sleep. <laughs> That's partying, you know. But it was annoying Ooh. because I wanted to <laughs> smack someone next door shooting off fireworks at three in the morning. And I'm like, it's not even the new year now. You should have done this three hours ago. I mean, hey, you know, uh, yep. It's starting off the year with a little assault. Nothing wrong with that. I just want to um, take away their joy. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to 2019. <laughs> Feel the pain. Yeah. Um, no, it was okay. Um, trying to think of anything exciting that's happened. Oh, um, for Christmas, I got the Darth Vader Castle Lego set. Yes, and you did. I put it together just a couple days after Christmas, and it is amazing, and everyone Ooh. needs to go buy it right now. Yeah. Hashtag this not sponsored. It's <laughs> brought to you by Legos. <laughs> no. um, it is super cool, though. I'll have to take more pictures of it and post them because it has like so many little gadgets on it and little tiny Easter eggs that are amazing. There's all these like little tiny statues of the emperor that's throughout the castle. Really? Yeah, it's so cool. Oh, I wonder if that's canon. And there's like a uh, a little Sith like holocron shrine type thing. And there's a little mouse droid, and he has his TIE fighter. What? It's pretty cool. It's is, pretty awesome. Is Vinny there? The, like, aid? No, unfortunately. It comes well, with... I'm not going to um, get it then. <laughs> it comes with Vader, uh, like, regular Vader in his full gear, and then back-to-tank Vader, which is really cool, and you can, like, actually oh. put him in the back-to-tank. And then it has two royal guards... Um, and the tank trooper with like the blue markings on it Mm -hmm. from the void thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the minifigures it has. Is the back to tank Vader come without limbs? No. Mm. (laughs) Easy fix, Savannah. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to have to chop his arms off now. This is why I can't have nice things. Yeah. I'm like, wait, hold on. That's a big that thing. Now. There's like one of my favorite art prints ever uh, is this one that has like Qui-Gon, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Rey, Luke, 
and it's really really cool. Uh, but Obi Wan's lightsaber is upside down, oh. and the blades coming out the back. And I was like, what? I can't put this as my lock screen because that's all I'm gonna see. <laughs> and it bugs the hell. You out need of to me. Photoshop it and fix it. I don't know how. Otherwise, I would. Someone who's good at Photoshop, get in touch with us. I know, and you know what's worse? It's like an official Lucasfilm print. Oh. So I'm like, who dropped the ball here? And yeah, so, that's pretty bad. I've know. noticed a few things like that, that before. And I'm like, whoever's checking this stuff needs to have better checking eyes. I know. Like, it's so easy. Lightsaber hilts. Just be like, nope, that's not right. And then, God, I mean, there's other things, but I don't want to ruin it for <laughs> everybody else. Well, stuff keeps me up at night. But it's 2019. It is so 2019. It's hopefully going to bug me less. <laughs> <laughs> or there might be more things to bug you. Oh, my God. There is one that is impending. And I know it's coming. What? And I was really excited about it. But now I'm like, oh, what? What? Should I do it? No. I don't want to ruin everyone's parade. Okay. We'll talk about it later then. Yeah. Off there. Let's get into our exciting questions. Let's do it. <laughs> so James sent us a ton of questions. I did. And uh, they are mostly about character development. So he said, hi, Savannah oh. and Brian. Hi. For your Q&A episode, I had a question about character development. It seems that ter- it seems like that term gets thrown around a lot in fandom, but I have a feeling that not everyone, including myself to be honest, really understands what it means. So, in your opinion, what constitutes as sufficient character development in Star Wars? And he like broke up that big question into several little questions. I'm going to pick a few and we're going to go through our thoughts on this. Wow. I thought this was a really really neat question. Yeah. Um, Very good question. Well done. So um, one thing he asked is how important are strengths, weaknesses, challenges, and motivations to character development? Brian, you can go first. Oh, man. Throw me to the wolves. By the way, he said his favorite character was Jin. So I really like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a a great one. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. I would say extremely important. But Mm -hmm. also, see, hmm. This is this is a very good question that requires way more thought. Okay, can it. I can I talk first then? Because I've already yes, you go out. first because <laughs> I know what I want to say, but I my mouth isn't working. That's fine. Figure out what you want to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I read this question, I thought of characters that I really connect with because I feel like their story has a lot of trials and obstacles that they have to go through. Um, so mm-hmm. I really think of characters from the Clone Wars like Ahsoka. Asajj Ventress and Clone Trooper Fives, all three of those characters had crazy stuff happen in their stories where they were like betrayed by people, abandoned, tried to get murdered by people that they trusted, um, all this crazy stuff. And for me, um, I see all of those things as challenges that they had to overcome. Um, And to me, I feel like those characters have such great development in their stories because they just face so many trials and either have to find a way to overcome them themselves or team up with someone that they normally wouldn't to overcome this challenge um and they also have a lot of their own strengths and weaknesses so i think like with ahsoka she has a lot of strengths and the fact that she's just very determined and motivated uh but some of her weaknesses is that she's a little too much like anakin in some ways um Mm -hmm. And then obviously like some of her major challenges was when the Jedi Council basically turned their back on her and framed her and uh, and then all of a sudden they want to be like, oh, JK, this is your biggest trial. Welcome back. And she's like, yeah, no, you don't get to do that. Uh, 
which totally changed the rest of her story. So yeah. um, those three characters to me really stand out as like major. Uh, they have a lot of development in their stories. And I think sure. it's because they go through so many challenges. That makes sense. Do you think that character develop, like, do you think development is like required to have a good character? No, I don't, I don't think so. No, no, because there's yeah. a lot of characters that I like that have like zero story. I mean, think about Rift Hampson. We don't know a whole lot about <laughs> him and I love him. True. Um, and I think he's still a good character. Um, sure. But I think I do connect more with characters that have a lot of challenges that they face. Yeah, I mean, it definitely adds to their character. And some of the best characters ever are the ones that like, oh, wow, over all these seasons, they're a totally different person now. Yeah. But I also feel like, uh, so a lot of people want characters to be realistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like have them go through these things and then be different. But I, for Star Wars, I feel like, in my opinion, can be the exception. Like I like larger than life, straight arrow characters if that's who they are. You know what I mean? Like, this is the good guy. That's what he does. And I think that's awesome. Um, But I don't know. That's... Yes. Yes, I think think all of those things are important for character development, but I don't necessarily believe that character development is essential to having a good character. Yeah. Because it can just be a good archetype. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like Han Solo. Han Solo has, like, a little bit of, of development, but he's still Han Solo. You know what I mean? He's not like a crazy different character from one to the other. And that was one thing that a lot of people had a problem with was how different Luke was mm-hmm. from the original to episode eight. It's like, what is going on? You know, but the, that could be seen as development, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not necessarily. This man, next this question kind of ties into, we'll, we'll, we'll go through this one. He okay. asks, how much um, does a well-developed character need to change? Is change a requirement? That's yeah, exactly. That's exactly with what you were just saying. Yeah, I I don't think there needs to be a ton of change to necessarily have development Mm -hmm. because you can be stronger and still be the same character, just stronger as that character. Right. I. But I guess it's I guess it's to the narrative, like whatever fits the story, is what needs to happen. Obviously. I think. Um, I think what's so compelling for me about Han Solo is that um, he doesn't like have major changes, but he surprises you, like. Yeah. Because agreed. of the way he acts, um, like, throughout You never know what he's hope. really going like, to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is he really going to pull through and help these guys? And it's kind of a surprise when he comes back at the end to, like, save the day. Right. Um, but I don't really look at that as change. That's just, he always has that deep down inside of him. He just has to find it and feel compelled to, like, do good and help people. Right. Um, whereas I feel like some characters do legitimately change like Asajj Ventress is a total baddie in the beginning of Clone Wars and by the end of it she is um, you know just trying to make money and she's okay teaming up with good people because she just needs to get by for sure for sure yeah it's 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 interesting like when I think about like the original trilogy. I mean, you've got the big three. They're heroes going on adventures. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not like, what has Leia been through that's brought her to this now? It's like, it's Princess Leia. She's going on a new adventure. Like, it's awesome. But it, when I think about character development in Star Wars, uh, I think of Finn mm. a lot of the times. Because Finn went from being a stormtrooper, you know, to being on the run the entire episode seven. 
Like the only thing he's ever thinking about is like I need to get far away from here as far as possible. And even when Ray like is on Starkiller Base, Finn is like, I'm gonna go to Starkiller Base to grab her so that we can run. Right. You know, he's very much let's run, let's run, let's run. And then Rose kind of shows him that like this is worth fighting for. Like align yourself and then the beginning of episode eight, Finn is still like, I'm gonna get in the escape pod. I'm gonna <laughs> go get Ray. We're gonna peace out. Like yeah. he, he's only thinking about himself. And then with Canto Bite and everything, you know, he learns from Rose that, like, no, you got to get some skin in the game. And, like, this is worth fighting for. And then Finn, that, that, I mean, that's his big moment on Crate. You know, when he's like, we can do this. We've got, like, 12 speeders. Let's go out there. So he makes the decision to stay behind and to fight. And then, that much more so, decides to go into the battering ram cannon himself and mm-hmm. sacrifice himself for the cause. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a total arc right. that Finn went through. Uh, but I still think he was a great character regardless. Right. You know, so I don't, like I said, I don't think it's, I don't think character development is a necessity for a good character, but it does add layers and it is good. Mm -hmm. You know, character development is awesome. Like that's what it's about. But yeah, it's a weird, I've never been asked this question. So my brain is just kind of like make sense of it. There's one more question I want to touch upon from him too, that I think is interesting. These are really good. Yeah. He sent in a lot of questions too, but I, I just wanted to highlight like some of the key ones. Um, Mm -hmm. and here's the last one. He asks how much backstory needs to be explained for a well-developed character. And I was like, Ooh, this is crazy because think of characters, um, like Amelyn Holdo, um, yes. you know, if you hadn't read Leia, Princess of Alderaan, you only know her from The Last Jedi. Yep. And like, it's hard for me to talk about this because it's not like I particularly love that character, but I wonder I for, for people, okay, for you, because you love <laughs> this character, um, yes. did you, did you read the book before you saw The Last Jedi? I did. Oh, okay. But that isn't why she's my favorite okay so how does how does her story in like just the last jedi make her a well-developed character if you don't think about her backstory uh i think she's a well i think she's a great character as is like that that's the thing about star wars like the characters on their own can be awesome Mm -hmm. and then you read more about their backstory and then you get to know them better Mm -hmm. like another really good example is lyra you know lyra urso is in five minutes of all of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. But in Catalyst, you really get to know who she is and what she's about. And that opening scene of Rogue One means so much. It, like, there's so much weight to it after having read Catalyst. Mm-hmm. Because you know the backstory of everything that's going on. Like, Krennic just saying, you know, oh, Lyra, troublesome as ever. That line carries so much weight if you read Catalyst. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just adds to it. It's supplemental. Uh, so I... Like, I just think Holdo's awesome. Holdo is in my top five favorite Star Wars characters of all time. And it's not because of Princess of Alderaan, even though she is awesome in Princess of Alderaan. You know, she's the Luna Lovegood of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But with uh, with Episode Eight, I mean, the thing that I love the most about her is the fact that she she knows what the plan is and she is true to it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people are complaining about, oh, if she would have just told Poe the plan, uh, you know, we wouldn't have had these problems. They don't know how the military works. A, a general is not going to tell an insubordinate captain what's going on, especially when all she knows about him is, A, the last thing Leia did was demote him, and B, this is the guy who's responsible for them no longer having a bombing fleet. Yeah. 
So why would you tell that guy your plan, especially when he starts yelling in front of everyone? Yeah. That's just not how it works. Like, I un- I love Poe. I think Poe is awesome. But for everyone to be like, oh, if she would have just told him. that, Who is he to her? Look at him. Look at him in the context of what she knows about him. She's the first time she's met him. And she only knows bad things about him. And the resistance is down to like 40 people. And they're currently being chased. You know, like this. Now's not the time to be like, oh, take a seat, have some tea. Here's what's going on. This is my plan. And then the bad guy still found out the plan. Yeah. You know, it's like they're so, I don't know. She gets a bad rap. But I think she's a good character. I do find myself liking characters more if I know their backstory. Like For sure. Um, For sure. The Han Solo movie, Solo, made yep. me love Han Solo even more than I thought I could. I mean, I love that character, but knowing his backstory makes me like him even more. Um, for sure. So for me personally, like I don't I don't think that you need to have a character's backstory explained for that character to be well developed, but for me personally, I really do find myself more connected with characters if I know their backstory. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. So because you because you know them better. Yeah. You know, you live with them longer, and you understand yeah, no, why I, I they agree. are the way they are, basically. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I mean, look at like all of the old EU characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Luke was awesome in four, five, and six, but if you read the old old EU, Luke is really awesome. Yeah. You know, it just adds to. I mean, Quinlan Voss, like eighty percent of his stuff was EU before Clone Wars came around. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. That was a great question. I love that. So thank Man. you, James, for sending that cool. in. That was. Way to start the year off crazy. We could honestly do probably a whole show on that because that's we could. Very yeah, interesting. Um, okay, but we're gonna move on. Yeah. So Christian sent in some questions, but Christian, Hi, Christian. also told me that he recently just graduated college. So congrats on oh, that, Christian. Congrats, man. Super well done. Exciting. Um, and he sent us a lot of questions. Some of them are about the Darth Vader comic series. And Uh-oh. we are talking about that in our Patreon exclusive show. And we're still in the early half of the comic series. So I'm going to skip these questions, but I'm going to save them so we can talk about them later once we've gone Ooh. through the comic series. So we will answer these, but it'll Smart. just be a little later on. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of the first questions he sent us is, how do you think J.J. Abrams will be able to bring everything into full circle in episode nine? You go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I still struggle with everything in the sequel trilogy. I just not. She does. I'm not a fan, guys. And it's okay if you disagree with me. I'm sure many of you would disagree with me. I disagree with her. <laughs> totally cool. I'm okay with it. But I honestly, personally, this is going to be very brutally honest. Here we go. I do not think JJ could do anything in episode nine that would redeem the sequel trilogy in my opinion my god uh and i know that is super awful to say (laughs) but it is so far gone right now with me i don't think there's anything jj could do that would make it better in my eyes uh so yeah welcome to the dorky diva (laughs) show (laughs) how do you feel about that brian (laughs) well uh first off everyone welcome to my life (laughs) secondly um I think he's going to have to do it carefully because this is the end of the Skywalker saga, which I'm personally very excited about. Um, like Childish Gambino says, you know, endings can be great. Don't even go there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't pull out a quote from my main man. I did it. Uh, and <sighs> it's so true. Like, I feel like 
so I think about the the example that I use all the time is like Vine. You know, when Vine was like a thing. You have seven seconds. And the box of seven seconds forces you to be as creative as possible because you don't have time to lay the tracks down, mm-hmm. right? Um, so by saying this is the definitive end of the Skywalker saga, there's so much... Re- like, you thought he had a lot of pressure bringing Star Wars back. Try ending it. Yeah. You know, like, this is this is arguably going to be the most important Star Wars movie because uh, this, is, this is it, you know? Um, I am very, very excited for episode nine. Uh, because of episode eight, like episode seven, I'll be honest, was not a fan. It's the, it's the, I liked it. The, I loved all the characters. The movie I liked. It's the only Star Wars movie I don't absolutely love, um, which is fine. Uh, but I loved episode eight, and the reason is because episode seven I felt was very safe. Um, it was a great move. It was very, very smart, uh, especially because you know it's bringing Star Wars back, especially for people who aren't diehard fans like all of us. Um, so they had to play a game where, like, hey, everyone, this is Star Wars. Remember all the things you loved about it? Well, here they are again. Yeah. Uh, episode 8 was just bonkers. They're like, we're taking the train off the rails. Let's go. Yeah, I loved it because that's what George Lucas does. George Lucas is just like, I'm going to have creative freedom and just do my artist's vision. It wasn't a money move. It wasn't a safe move. Uh, it was just pure creation. Crazy. Um, crazy and i absolutely loved it for that reason like i feel like george lucas would have made a movie like episode eight he would not have made a movie like episode seven i mean he himself said like the fans will like it Mm -hmm. you know he wasn't like oh it's great blah blah um so with episode seven being safe episode eight just being crazy i'm hoping that gives jj abrams the freedom in his own mind to also be crazy like, don't do the safe move. Like, go out there and make Star Wars. Star Wars was never safe. I don't think he can you know? do it safe because there's there's just so much wildness now. He has to go crazy because Ryan took it that way. I agree. I agree. And so I don't that, like that's, that. that <laughs> and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping they they end it on a, like, the prequels. If you compare the originals to the prequels, the prequels are just nuts. Off the walls, crazy. Like, some people argue nothing like the originals. Like, so different. But the originals are, or the prequels are 100% George Lucas's brain babies. Like, this is George Lucas in full form. You know, uh, for better or worse, this is this is him. And I felt that way about episode eight. That was Ryan Johnson's vision. So I'm hoping for episode nine to have something. Like you said, he can't play it safe. Uh, and I don't want him to try. You know, I don't want him to be like, let's try to swing this around, put like a nice little bow on it, and this is Star Wars. Hey, everyone here, Merry Christmas. It's like, no, I, I want to see... What are you going to do with a Force Ghost Luke? Who are you going to bring back? Like, how do you possibly end a trilogy when Ryan Johnson was like, let's take this back road through the cornfield, like when you were on the highway? You know, so, I think, yeah, I, I think he has to be... I, I think there's a lot of thought going into this, and I'm I'm very, very, very excited to see what happens. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> This is the show. <laughs> That's uh, why people are here. You can we're we're one of the few shows I think that has both opposite ends of the spectrum on the same show. I think <laughs> as time goes on, I hate the sequel trilogy more. My God, what happened to you? I am still not over the death of Han Solo. Me neither. And That's I'll why never I don't forgive like that situation. And unless oh, they bring him back from the dead, I just don't think there's a chance I'll like Episode nine. I just okay. I can, but but I, he won't come back from the dead. He's not a Jedi. 
hello, I know. <laughs> You're like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah, no chance. I, I, I mean, we still haven't done the reviews of the sequel trilogies because you've been avoiding it. But we're going to do that this uh, year. I already said we're going to do it. I'm ready yeah. to talk about it. It's just not going to be pretty. And you guys are yeah, going to have to no, be prepared not. for that. I'm not uh, going to so, be yeah. nice. <laughs> Especially episode seven. Like, I want to apologize here now uh, for how that's going to go. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah, people so, can understand that a little bit more because it is a very safe movie and I think everybody understands and respects that but then everybody gets why it's a little annoying that it's a little too safe. And it, episode six is... Uh, okay, we'll, 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 we'll talk that about then. that. <laughs> we'll do that we talk then. about that. But yes, so to answer your question, Christian, uh, carefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so he asked a couple questions about episode nine. So here's the next one. Sweet. He asks, are you a little concerned on how J.J. and Lucasfilm will tackle Carrie's appearance in Episode 9? That's the only thing that I actually feel good about in Episode 9. I, I think they will do her justice. They have made it clear that they have footage of her. They're going to make it work. I think it'll work well. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, Same. I have I th- full faith. I think Brian and I know, too, how, how much extra footage is shot for movies that never gets seen, never gets put oh, in deleted yes. scenes. Like there's so much content that never gets used in film. And that's why I feel good about it. Cause I think they're going to have a lot to work with, uh, that yep. they shot with Carrie. Um, and they'll have options when closing up her story. Um, I agree. Yeah. I think they're going to do a great job. I am glad that they're not, gonna make her cgi i'm glad they're i don't think they're gonna write her off in the in the crawl they've made it pretty clear that she's gonna be in the movie so um you know the circumstances suck uh a lot so yes it's probably not gonna be perfect but i think they're gonna do a really great job with what they have to work with i agree i agree it's i mean it's a really important thing that they're doing leia's you know the main character in star wars uh so yeah, I, I've I have full faith. I'm not worried at all. Yeah, and I I like that Carrie's daughter is involved in the process. Um, yes, I think that's really important. But I don't think Lucasfilm or J.J. Abrams would ever do anything to like disrespect Carrie or make her no. character out to be something that it's not. I think they'll do a great job. I'm not worried about that at all. Agreed. Um, yeah. Okay. So his next question is: Where should the franchise go after Episode Nine? Oh, this is the big one, isn't it? This is the big one. Um, I don't know, but I'm ready to get to that time frame. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just oh fast God. forward. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're the worst. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I like what they're doing. I like the current plan of action. You know, a couple, uh, a couple series. Uh, you know, movies. I'm excited for Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Um, the Game of Thrones guys, I'm hesitant about, but excited. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know what? I would like them to stay away from the episodic storylines. I think so too. And I think in regards to Ryan's trilogy, I've thought about this a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I might like his trilogy more than I liked his work in episode eight because he will most likely be dealing with characters we have no clue about. Um, yeah, Whereas for sure. a lot of the stuff that I don't like with him is characters that were already introduced. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Ray, Poe, Finn, Kylo were still new, mm-hmm. Um 
but we had met them in The Force Awakens. And I think if we meet Ryan's characters in Ryan's story and we don't know these people, I might like it better. I do not sure. like what he did with the characters that came about in The Force Awakens or the characters that we already know and love from the original trilogy. Or any of the other characters. <laughs> or anything at all. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, I'm just teasing. Um, so I think I might feel better about his story um, since it'll be something completely fresh. Yep. Um, but I think I'm just ready for them to continue doing the standalones. Like, I really hope they get back on track with that because um, I really enjoyed Rogue One. I really enjoyed Solo. Um, I want them to do more of those. Um, Agreed. But, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with them doing weird stuff with Star Wars. Just don't touch characters that I think of differently than they do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what that's where I'm at. I I just I want them to wrap up the saga. I want it to be nice and enjoy. Like I loved having like oh episodes one through six. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's there, it's on the shelf, it's perfect and what it is. Uh, but now we have seven, eight, nine. I'm like, all right, cool, mm-hmm. wrap it up. Like I do not want an episode ten, eleven, twelve. No, really, no really, really, freaking really way. Don't. I would hate that. I would hate that. And Same. I also understand that. There's probably going to be a lot of Star Wars content that comes out in the future that I don't like, but I'm okay with that because they're doing so much stuff that I can like, I can just pick and choose what I want to like, like, sure. like, like, um, like, like. <laughs> for example, like, like it? with the previous like two years of Star Wars content, um, yeah. I didn't care for The Last Jedi, but I loved Solo and that's fine. I'm cool with that. It doesn't irritate right. me that I didn't like episode eight. Um, because I know that there's other stuff out there that I enjoy. Same with resistance. Like I don't really care for resistance, but I'm really looking forward to the live action shows. So, um, I think whatever they do after episode nine, you know, I might not enjoy it, but that's okay. Cause there's probably going to be other stuff out there that I do enjoy. Um, and I'm okay with that, but I really don't want, you know, 10 through 12. I don't, I do not want that. I want them to put a nice little bow on it. Put it on a shelf and never touch it again. Same. And you can have like cameos of the characters, like if it takes place way later on. Like I really liked um Luke in Battlefront Two. Uh the story campaign. Like there's a there's a bit where uh one of the characters is on this planet and then Luke shows up mm-hmm. and they have a little interaction and then Luke is gone. Like I really, really, really like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um so like in the future after episode nine if they wanted to do stories that took place afterwards, you can have like Poe show up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like in a fleet uh, or like hear about, Oh, this Jedi was just here. And her name was Ray. Like little things like that. I think would be really cool. That would keep the characters alive. I um, mean like, Oh, they're out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't necessarily need those centric stories uh, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, you're going to love this next question. I've loved them all so far. Yeah. This one's also from Christian. He asks, which spinoff film would you prefer to see? Obi-Wan Kenobi or Qui-Gon Jinn? Christian. <laughs> My man. Is, it, is, it, is this really a question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why not both? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would like uh, I would like an Obi-Wan movie with Qui-Gon in it. Because, oh. because uh, if you have a Qui-Gon movie, 
you couldn't have Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan anymore. Mm-hmm. And you would have to recast. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, if it, unless, unless, ooh, addendum, unless it was a Qui-Gon, like, movie taking place between Zanatos and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. when Qui-Gon was on his own mm-hmm. doing his thing. In that case, obviously, I'm going with Qui-Gon. That would Qui-Gon. be really cool. Can you imagine, like, before he took on a Padawan, after one of his Padawans went to the dark side, and he's, like, kind of down on himself, and he's just going around doing missions? Yeah. Yeah. So I want that more than anything. But if that's not a possibility, give it to Obi-Wan's, man. I know I want a Force Ghost Qui-Gon. I do, too. Like, I, I want that. And I want an Obi-Wan movie with Qui-Gon in it where we see them communicating through the Force. Like, yep. you know, at the end of Episode 3 when Yoda's like, bro, I can teach you how to talk to your old master. Like, I want that. Same. Same, 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 same. I want, like... And I and I don't. I mean, I'll take whatever I can get. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if I get Qui Gon's voice for one line in the Obi Wan movie, I'm gonna scream. But <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, but yeah. if I could choose, I would love to have Qui Gon in like the Force Ghost Obi Wan role, mm-hmm. where he's there hanging out and like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Obi Wan leaves, goes and does his thing, comes back, and Qui Gon's like, how'd it go? Yeah. You know, like have him be an actual character. Um, but I'm at the point now where I'm desperate, and I'll take any Qui Gon. Yeah. I can get. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I so, knew so I knew both. that would be interesting with your answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Both. Charlotte from Sky Talkers. Woo! Uh, yeah. She asked us, "What are each of you looking forward to most in 2019, and what's like a runner-up to the thing that you're looking forward to most?" Um, can I go first? Yes. Uh, Clone Wars. <laughs> Oh yes, oh yes, good one. That good is one. that is the number one thing. I am so excited for that. And to be honest, without that announcement, I think I might be a little like low on the excitement scale for Star Wars, but that that like shot my mm-hmm. excitement through the roof. And I think um I think it's going to be really cool because I became a Star Wars fan because of the Clone Wars and all of the people that I became friends with early on in my Star Wars fandom were all big Clone Wars fans. And Mm -hmm. some of us are still like BFFs to this day. Some of us have grown apart a little bit, but I'm really excited to kind of like group back together with those people and discuss the new episodes when they come out. And I'm just like, I'm so excited for that. So excited. Um, And then the runner up, would definitely be celebration like i'm pumped for celebration it's a good one so yeah those are my two things uh episode nine N- like nothing's even close for me uh. yeah it's the ending savannah we gotta see what happens you want to hear something crazy i would love to hear something crazy and i'm being straight up with you right now i'm not even trying to be dramatic this is just truly how oh. i feel oh god i'm Here not 100 percent sure if i'm gonna go see this movie when it comes out in theaters Okay, first off, <laughs> this interview's over. <laughs> she's just kidding, guys. No. She's just kidding. She's she's kidding. I'm seriously uh No you're not struggling with that. <laughs> I, I don't no, I definitely will no not struggle. go opening night. Oh yes you will. Uh, Brian. I will fly to your house and grab <laughs> you by the ear and be like, We're going and I'm gonna get Sean to grab the other ear and we're gonna be a no, team about No, no, he's gonna be holding me back because he doesn't wanna see oh, it either. God. So I'm gonna grab both of your ears. <laughs> I'm gonna have to work this out with Rex so I don't die when I get in the door. <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh We've talked God. about that okay. a lot. He's definitely not going to see it, and I'm probably not going to see it opening Sean. night. Okay. <clears throat> You're both ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a talk after this. <laughs> it's the end of the Skywalker saga. But I don't care. You're- Okay. Han Solo's dead. Now you're now you're just being hurtful. Han Solo is dead. <sighs> I know. I don't care about Kylo. <laughs> Luke is dead. Leia's okay, something's gonna off, happen Luke with her. Luke is only half dead. Ray um, is not important to me anymore. Wow. Finn Guys, is not important to I'm me anymore. So sorry. You have to listen to the <laughs> ramblings of a crazy woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, episode nine <laughs> is the answer that I'm most excited about. Uh, second, uh, is definitely celebration as well. Sweet. Um, Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe you just did that. Wow. Those are the, all the thoughts that have been bottled up in me. And now I'm just like, it's a new year. Get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new me. Yeah. Same me. I'm oh just letting God. it out. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> Celebration's going to be great though. Celebration is going to be. Amazing. I'm just really ready for them to start announcing more things for celebration. Like I want to know who's going to be there, vendors, all that stuff. Like I'm panels, panels, wink, wink. wink, um, wink. Yeah, I'm just ready for that to be in full swing. Because when they start announcing stuff, my hype level is going to be through the roof. Yep. What what is a uh, what's something that you're most looking forward to at celebration? Like what are you what are you hoping if you could choose like I want this a celebration well, what would you pick I mean I I want to go to a Clone Wars panel uh, and I want to ball my eyes out <laughs> like that's that's, that's what I'm ready for I want to see a new trailer possibly the first episode like um, that that Clone Wars panels were always the highlight of my celebrations every time. I've gone to one and they had a Clone Wars panel. I went and it was amazing. Even the Rebels panels were amazing. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I really want that. Um, and I'm excited to see the guest list because they really Same. shocked me last time by bringing in Hayden. Yeah. And with the return, or not the return, the anniversary of the Phantom Menace, I'm really hoping they bring in like Ewan. Ahmed Best, like Ahmed Best has to be there. That is a no. We're not arguing about that. That has to happen. We're not compromising. Agreed. He has Agreed. to be there. Um, and I want to meet him. Same. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, very eager to see the guest list. But I'm also pretty sure they'll have a Clone Wars panel. And I just want to be in that room. Like, I want to be there. I want to experience it. I want to cry. I want to hug people. <laughs> <laughs> honestly that is around savannah that you're guaranteed a hug at this panel honestly it's true because um anytime stuff like that happens i'm just like so ecstatic or like sad like when uh rebels was announced that it was ending i was like i was like oh i need to hug someone <laughs> 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 and my best friend was like three rows away from me and i was like i need to see you after this <laughs> um but and like after the uh, Force Awakens panel in Celebration Anaheim, I was like so crazy. I was just like hugging everyone. <laughs> you are a hugger. This yeah, is true. I was very excited. So I'm excited for Clone Wars panel and like hopefully they'll have like a cool poster for us to take home and yeah, just really, 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 really excited for that. Really, it's a good one. It's a good one. 
What what about you? What are you excited for a celebration? Uh, I'm hoping for some episode one cast members above yeah. everything. Yeah. Like episode one is, I think my second favorite Star Wars movie. We're on the same and page then. Yeah. So I mean, at the fortieth panel, Liam Neeson sent out a video, and I screamed mm-hmm. like a girl. Mm-hmm. Um. So if Liam Neeson were to show up at a celebration, somebody get his autograph for me because I will be dead. Um. I'll go and with you and carry your body in. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. So, so if you see, <laughs> if they see you dragging me out of the panel, you'll know what it's happened. It's okay. <laughs> He's okay. Is, is He's just unconscious for right now. He'll wake up later and he'll have a photo of his unconscious body sitting next to Liam Neeson. I'll be propping him up. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. I'm fine. I'll wake up eventually. Uh, don't mind the throw up. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you haven't seen Avatar, right? No, I haven't shame so for those that have we're about to have an inside joke there's a guy he's he's actually called foaming at the mouth guy um if you know you know and that's me (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah um ahmed best obviously is a huge hero of mine we've talked about it before uh speaking of everybody tweet at him say hey you should go on the interesting podcast um (laughs) so i'm excited for that above everything else and you know panels there panels are my favorite things about celebration um, they always have been. I like going to them. Mm-hmm. Like the obviously the the cantina panel is like yeah all the time best. favorites. So and I think there's gonna be some program announcements soon, hopefully. Hopefully. And there's gonna be some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited about for that. And, and the, I mean the meetup, man. Yeah, and the the meetup. The we'll get to see everyone. Like Charlotte asked this question. We'll get to see Charlotte and Caitlin. I'm so excited for that. Yes. Like it's gonna be. I'll actually get to see them this time. Wait, have you <laughs> never met them in person? No, what? we like did. Cir- I know we talked about it when they were on the interesting podcast. It's we just made circles around each other, like we were in the same rooms, oh but goodness. never actually connected. I think I know. so. They had me on their podcast a while ago, and then I remember. I think I met them at celebration uh, when we did like the little her universe fashion show thingy on the Star Wars show stage. That they were great in, and then I've seen them at the solo premiere, and then I think that's it i think i've only seen them like twice see i've always been like an admirer from afar like, <laughs> sky talkers <laughs> yeah i'm excited to see everyone there and like have our dorky diva meet up and just hang out with people and yes that's always the best part agreed yeah next question next question is from peter and Hi, peter. peter asked us with the darth Plagueis novel not being in canon what if he's Ooh. not real what if the story Ooh. is a lie told by Palpatine to get Anakin to turn to him? With the deaths of Luke, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Anakin, no fear is shown. Eternal life is something the Force is not about. Ooh, that's a good one. This one messed me up in the head. <laughs> <laughs> what if everything Because I love you know the story of happened. Plagueis. I love all of that. Um, my favorite Star Wars book. If he is not real... It just makes Palpatine an even better puppet master to come up with something as ridiculous and convincing as that and get away with it. And Agreed. Ugh, that would be yeah. nuts. It would. It would. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I agree. I wouldn't be... I mean, obviously I'd be like, what? But also, it's just a further thing for Palpatine. Yeah. Yep. 
cray cray. Uh, he also asks, are we more excited for the Mandalorian or the Cassian live action series? And my answer is Cassian. Wait, I was going to say Cassian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say it at the same time. Cassian. It, Cassian. Yep. Um, I'm super excited for the Mandalorian too, but I just, I really like same. Cassian's character. So I'm a little more excited also about same. that, but very excited for the Mandalorian. Yep. Same, same, same. Sean was recently watching Narcos with Diego Luna in it, and I was just like, "Oh, he's so great! He is so great! He is! I love he's him! He's almost too great! I know! I know! It's like, why yeah. are you such a great person? I know. Where is Yaba? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. That has got to happen. <laughs> he has got to go touch his skin. Like, <laughs> that's all I need. That's all I need. I hope people know what what we're talking about here. If you don't look up uh, Diego Luna Jabba the Hut, I think it was see. in the um, video where they have to like answer their autofill questions from Google. It is the Wired. Yes, uh, go watch. Yes, that look video. at that Wired questions Diego Luna. Yes, and they answer and questions that like fantastic. people type into Google about them, and it's super funny. It's great. Um. Okay. Next question. This one is from Ryan. And Hi, Ryan. Ryan asks us, do you think 2019 will bring the fandom back together? This, nope. This, yeah. <laughs> but here's my take on this. Here's my take on this. Yeah. My little circle of fandom has not changed. Like, it has only yep. grown in a good way. Yep. Um, I love all the people that I talk about, like, talk about Star Wars with. And same. I have very few negative experiences online with star wars fans Mm -hmm. quotations around the word fans Mm -hmm. um i personally think for me and my life and my circle of friends i do think like celebration and the clone wars returning will bring me closer with the people that i already talk to about star wars um, so my little world, it'll make us even more tight knit than we already are. Um, because a lot of those friends are out of the Star Wars circle, uh, because the Clone Wars has been over. Like I said earlier, like I'm excited to reconnect with those people. Fandom yep. in general. Um, I don't even know what to say about that because it, yeah, it's like the wild west out there. But I just ignore it. it. I just ignore the crazies. I ignore the haters. I don't deal with people like that. I don't really have conversations with people like that. I also don't hear from a lot of people on that spectrum. Like, I know, um, you know, our friends like Charlotte and Caitlin who uh, are on Sky Talkers. They talk about Raylo. They talk about The Last Jedi a lot. They talk about um, how they get all these like negative feedback and tweets awful. and responses. Yeah. From people online because they're jerks. But I think because we, as the dorky diva show, don't really talk about those subjects a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't feel like we are really involved in that whole, like the dissension between fandom, you know, we're sure. just over here doing our thing, being happy. So we also have both sides yeah. to a lot of things. Like if somebody doesn't like the sequels, they can come here and be like, oh, cool. And if somebody likes the sequels, they can come here and be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Because they have <laughs> they have representatives of both sides in us. And we don't hate anyone 
Like, you don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't We're care kinda... what your opinions are on Star Wars. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, I might jokingly argue, but I'm not going to seriously true. become heated and tell you you're dumb for thinking what you think. Like, that's a waste no, of time. No, not dumb. I mean, you are the worst. Just but stupid. Outside of that, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I think a lot of people like to complain about fandom right now, but they also feed into some of the negativity if they give people attention that are wanting attention. And my yep. approach is just like, don't give attention to people that don't deserve it. <laughs> so I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, well, short answer, no. Um, but also, so I remember, I think I'm the, uh, the oldest geek that was thrown in the trash for like in Star Wars. Aww. Because I feel like right after I got out of high school, Star Wars became cool. Mm-hmm. And everyone was into it. And it's like, oh, you haven't seen the new Star Wars? Like, what? And, like, people you would never expect to be having those sort of conversations were now in the conversation because it's it's ubiquitous. Right. You know? Like, everyone has seen Star Wars. And it's, like, the thing now. Even if you've never been a fan. Uh, So the term fan has kind of been diluted a little bit. Yeah. Um, And the people that are, like, hate-tweeting Pablo Hidalgo, they're not fans. No. They're They're just not. They're awful people. And they're bored. That are angry. And they're just looking for a place to put it. You know? And they just have nothing to do in their life. Like, I'm sorry. I'm too busy to sit here and tweet someone all day. Like, I'm, I have a job. I have life. I'm married. Yeah. Especially you know, someone that isn't. <laughs> and, like, dude, if you didn't like a movie, then don't like the movie. Like, you don't have to be like, hey, at Ryan Johnson, your movie was garbage and ruined my childhood. Yeah, get over it. It didn't. You're awful. Like, but also I think it's important. Like one of the, one of the things you'll hear a lot of people say is like, oh, it's just a movie. It's not real. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly like that sentiment because it is real to us. Mm -hmm. It is very, very important. You know, it is just a movie, but it's also more. Like get over it. Yeah. Well, for some people (laughs) it's, so I would say, I mean, for 2019, just, you know, don't fight what you hate, protect what you love kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was such a timely thing to put in Star Wars. And the fact that it was the movie that caused the dissension uh, is the greatest irony of it all. But I feel like the people that are, quote unquote, dividing the fandom are just people that are willing to die on hills they don't need to. You know, like we're, we have a show here where we are on diametrically opposed sides of the argument, but it doesn't, we're not letting that ruin our friendship. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if people are going to go out and just like, attack people for liking what they like like you're not a fan you don't get to be a part of this community i i don't see them as part of the fandom i don't either that's exactly what i was gonna say too is like i don't i don't look at star wars fandom as a negative horrible place because um the people that are negative are not really in fandom they're okay, just go to celebrate go to celebration yes that's the fandom that's exactly thousands how of people, i feel thousands of people that are in the same place to celebrate the same thing there are people at celebration that hate the prequels but they're not running around bitching about Jar Jar Banks. Yeah. You know, it's th- like this is that's people that are going around spreading the hate that are writing these clickbait articles that are just awful attacking the creators. They're not part of the fandom. And no. I don't think we need to be calling them part of the fandom because that justifies them being here. Right. And they're just not. You know what I mean? Like, dude, if you're into Raylo, be into Raylo. Yeah, that is your thing. Do it. Awesome. If it brings you happiness, by all means. I don't, I'm not into it, but I'm not going to attack someone for being into it. No. And I'm and not going to people need them. to understand. Like if that's what it, you're into, exactly. that's I'm happy you're into something. That's awesome. Exactly. 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 So I, they're not a part, I don't think it will, uh, 
bring the fandom back because I think there's a different way to look at it. Yeah. They were never a part of the fandom. Right. And they shouldn't be. We shouldn't be wanting to make us... Episode 9 should not be a movie that like, oh, everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. No, because we don't want the people that are going and sending people off of Twitter from being awful yeah. to be justified enough to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm the Star Wars fan and I hated Rose Tico and we got Kelly Marie Tran off of social media. Yeah, no. You're not on the team, friend. Yeah, get You're off just the not. team. We don't even want you here. You know, so like also I think something that, I mean, would probably be best for the conversation uh, is in the coming year, don't even acknowledge it. I agree. Like I know some people, if somebody's like being awful, they'll retweet it and be like, hey, look at what this person's doing. They're awful, blah, blah, blah. It's like you're giving them a spotlight. Just ignore them and and leave them in their loser hole of darkness. Exactly. It's like that whole saying, you know, like don't ever wrestle with a pig because you both get dirty and the pig likes it. Yeah. You know, like don't don't play their game. Just let them continue yelling into the void. Yeah. You know, like that's something that we can do. That would heal the quote unquote fandom. Yeah. And people feel like they're being awesome warriors for standing up for fandom and shaming the haters. And it's like, no, you're not doing anything productive. You're giving them the spotlight they want. You're making everybody else angry because now they hate this person that you exposed that would have never been heard of if you hadn't retweeted their tweet and they have two and a half followers. Like, just leave them alone. It's true. Just leave them alone. If you want to block them, that's fine. But you don't have to go make an announcement that you blocked someone. Like, just just be chill. I also get really freaking annoyed when people complain about celebration they're like oh i'm so scared to go to celebration because i think it's just going to be so negative and blah 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 i have never in my life had a negative experience at celebration ever yeah ever ever i've never ever 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 had a bad experience at celebration and when you are waiting in line for a panel for like 24 hours you don't get to pick who you're sitting next to unless you're with a group of friends but you're still next to another group that you don't know and I have been stuck next to so many people over the years that I completely disagree with when it comes to Star Wars but we have had very friendly conversations we've become friends you know it's a very happy place we converse about our thoughts on Star Wars and it's never a negative threatening environment ever So if you truly think that these trolls who are sitting on their computer wasting their literally worthless life like doing this stuff, if you think they're going to show up and pay money to go to a Star Wars convention, you're crazy because that's not going to happen. That would require effort on their part and they're too lazy for that. So go to Celebration. Have a great time. It's going to be a positive place. We can't wait to see you. It's going to be the best. Everyone's there for the same thing. So, uh, short answer, no, I don't think it's going to bring the fandom back together because the fandom, I believe, is already it's together. Fine. We're fine. Like, it, you, there are great pockets, like on Star Wars Twitter, as we call it, mm-hmm. uh, of just great people. Yeah, everybody like, I follow so is amazing. Great, yeah, same, same. Everyone's so cool. It's the outliers Yeah. Uh, that are like, hey, this is what I think, and then we pile on them, and we should just... I can't hear you. If you're you know? feeling like your Star Wars fandom space is very negative... I would say curate your space better. Um, There are people that I used to follow or maybe still follow that post sort of negative things. And you know what? I either unfollow them or I mute them. And I rarely block people unless you're super nasty to me. I just won't block you. There's no need for that. But I might mute you for a little bit if you're going off on a crazy tangent and I don't want to be here to read it. Um, just take that stuff off your feed for a little bit and check on them a month from now. And if they've changed their attitude, add them back to your feed. If not, then 
whatever. It's your business. But if you're feeling like your feed is just super negative, then fix it. And if you're getting a lot of really negative responses and you can't handle it, then stop tweeting whatever you're tweeting. Like if you're posting stuff that that generates a lot of negative feedback and you can't deal with that mentally, then think of different things to post online that don't get negative responses. If you can handle it, great, go for it. Speak your mind. But if you can't handle it, then you should probably think about what you're posting that makes you upset when people respond to it. So. And pro tip, just talk about things you like. Yeah, just talk about things you like. Love. That's that's the that's the best advice I think I can give to uh, to a toxic fandom environment. If you're in one of those, is instead of being like I didn't like this about this, just talk about things you like. Yeah, it's so much better to to talk about the things that you enjoy than the things that you don't. Because when you're just complaining about things that you don't like, you don't feel good. Right. At the end. And then other people are just going to build an echo chamber around you and say those things as well. And then it, it I mean, anger leads to hate, man. Right. Uh, so just protect what you love, man. And just ignore you know? the haters. Like, like kind yeah, of they're not off, a part of it. Kind of bouncing off of what you said, you know, post about what you love. Um, I feel like if you are a big Raylo lover and you tweet about that a lot, you're definitely going to have people coming after you because there are just crazy just insane people who have no lives on the internet that are just searching the word Raylo and responding to people they don't even know just to be hateful. So like you have to understand that if you do post about stuff you love, you're still going to receive, you could still receive negative responses, but it's like, A, does that person even bring anything to your life? Like, do you really care what they have to say? And B, you're probably going to make a lot of new friends from it. Like if I were to post something, like I posted something yesterday about Indiana Jones, which I love. And I ended up seeing all these people that love Indiana Jones too. And I was like, where did all you people come from? I'm, I want to follow all of you. And then there were a few people that were like hating on what I was talking about. And I was like, okay, whatever, moving on. Like not a big deal. So just, yeah, post about what you love. Talk to the people that love what you love. Ignore the people that are mean. Moving and on. that's how you make friends. That's how you make friends, guys. We're teaching you how to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only I knew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this next question is from Timothy, and he asked us, what is... Hi, Timothy. Hi, Timothy. He asked us, (laughs) what is your favorite action figure from the vintage era and why? And then he also asks us, what is your favorite action figure from the modern era and why, excluding clone troopers and Qui-Gon? So he is forcing us to... Took the training wheels off. Yep, to set aside our faves. So um, can I go first? Hmm, of course. Um, my favorite action figure from the vintage era is definitely Ponda Baba, a.k.a. Walrus Man, because that is the very first vintage figure that I ever got. And it's a good one. I bought it because I love his character. And now I collect vintage figures. So, yeah. Cool. And how about your modern one? Um, I need to think about that. You go first with vintage. I need to think okay. about the modern <laughs> one. Um, are we going like the original vintage yeah. or like any of the previous lines um i took it as like original vintage original it is a tie between the gonk droid and hammerhead yeah that's a good one too because i love aliens me too everyone knows this and uh the the hammerhead moma nadan is a is a really cool figure and the power droid is just cool looking like i want one of those for my desk mm-hmm. just neat power droids are neat um 
I think for my modern one, this is hard because I like a lot of them. Um, Same. Man, this is tough. I'm, Do you have a favorite action figure of all time? It's my Ponda Baba. Really? It, the, the vintage, like, of all. Yes. It, it has so Ponda much Baba. sentimental value for me. And that one, so now that I'm collecting vintage figures, I'm buying ones that look pristine. But that one looks very well loved. And I, I, I bought <laughs> well it that loved. way because I love, I just, I just was like, he has a story. I want to know who owned him. Someone played with him, like blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I, I could replace him and get one that looks pristine so that mm-hmm. it would kind of match all my other figures now, but I don't because I love that specific one and he is mine. And I used to carry him around in my pocket in college and yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I love him. Um, for my modern one, I think I would pick the Desert Commander Wolf Black Series figure. Um, Doesn't that count as a clone? Oh, shoot, it does. You're right. Crap. <laughs> Darn Got it. Got her, Timothy. All right, let me think again. Um, ugh, <laughs> This is tough. Oh, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it would it would be the the very first Sabine action figure that came out. Oh, really? Yeah good yeah i um i have a sabine and hera uh action figure set uh and dave filoni sent them to me and wrote me a letter and drew sabine on the letter so i am currently trying to figure out how to frame the figures with the letter and what is your life what what is your life a thing my god but that's, I really like that figure. And I had a really hard time finding those figures when they came out in stores. Like, I, I just, like, could not find them. And one time I did find them, I decided not to buy them. And then the next day I went in there and they were all gone. Um, so Sheesh. those two are very special for me because the only other Rebels figure that I have is a chopper that I found at Disneyland Paris. Like, I had to go all the way to freaking Paris, wow. Disney, to get a chopper because by the time... I decided I wanted one. They had been long gone. Um, so those are very special to me. And the good ones. Probably any of my Cad Bane figures too. Yeah. I love there him. you go. Yeah. It's good picks. What about you? Uh my all time favorite figure is uh the power of the force Lando in disguise. Ooh, that's Hands a good down. one. <laughs> Hands down, my favorite action figure that's ever been made. That's a good one. Just, and he's all for buff the same and thing. tough. Yeah. And then mine, he's like, his hair's rubbed off because I too carried him with me everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it's that's my favorite costume in all of Star Wars as well. Yeah. That one's uh, pretty high up for me too. I love it. So when it when it showed up in Solo, I was like, <gasps> yeah. Like the second Beckett laid the helmet down, I was freaking out in the theater. Yeah. Um. So that was that. Uh, my favorite modern figure, excluding... The Black Series Qui-Gon, because that's just a really, really cool figure, would probably be Commando Pal. Oh. Um, I really, really like that figure because his mouth opens because mm-hmm. he does that yell on Scarif. Yeah. And uh, Derek Arnold's awesome. So the <laughs> two plus two, uh, Pal. Pal's my favorite. <laughs> two plus two ones. equals Pal. <laughs> two plus two equals Pal. Yep. I like that. That I mean, was a good says, question. He says, he says Carabast. I know. Like in the movie. That's so cool. I know. Synergy. 
Yeah, great question. Great question. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is from Chris, and he asked us, have either of you done the Void's Star Wars Secrets of the Empire virtual reality? (sighs) By the side, you can tell that he has not. I have. Um, Everyone has. Everyone has. Literally everyone. You could live in Florida. (laughs) You could drive really far and go. No, I know. God, it's just, I want to so bad. I, I, I've lived in Florida since I was six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 27 now, and I went to Disneyland first. That's insane. Yeah. So How? Orlando's like four hours away. Oh, I was about to ask you that. You know, that's really not terrible because I used to drive three hours to go to Disney for the day and drive three hours back to school. So yeah. another hour isn't really that bad. You could do it. I know you I mean, could. I could, but it's like a full day, and I work nights. I'd have to wake up early and no sleep and drive and then drive back in time for work. You telling me it's not worth it for Star Wars? <sighs> no, it's definitely worth it. I just... Let me tell you, it would be that. worth it. So I... I've heard it's amazing. <laughs> I did it with my friend Danielle for her birthday. Um, I guess it was last year, like the beginning mm-hmm. of last year, and... They typically put you in groups of four, but it was just the two of us and there weren't two other people to pair us up with. So we went in by ourselves and there are some parts in it that are so scary um, that I had to grab her. I had to like hold her hand. Mind you, she is a grown woman and I am a grown woman and we were in here like standing as stormtroopers, like holding hands because we were so scared. And, um, Screamed a lot. Definitely had nightmares the next night. Um, <laughs> it is so cool, though. Like, if you ever have the chance to do it, if you're nearby, I think it's $30 to do it. It is 100% worth $30. Um, it is It is so neat. Is it the best? It is the best. I've never it really like done anything like that before. I mean, it's still pretty mm-hmm. new technology, so I'm sure a lot of people haven't really done anything like that. But... Uh, right. It was just so much better than I could have imagined. It feels like it, it feels like you're playing for a long time too. Like it doesn't feel like it's too short. Um, and it's I don't even I don't even know how to describe it. But we were scared multiple times, and I just thought it was really funny because we're I want to go so bad. We're like holding hands in front of Vader's castle. <laughs> oh my god. It, it's I might Brian. I might get the I might call the force cast guys up and we'll do it together. You should because because they live in Orlando. Oh my god, that would be so fun! I'll come right? out for that. That would be so fun. Oh sweet! Seriously, next time we I'm should, in Florida, which should be soon, hopefully, we should do done. that because that would be so fun. Done, Ryan and Daniel, if you're listening, we doing that. Hit me, hit me up, Dorky Diva Show, Force Cast, The Void. Uh it's so cool. It's so cool. That's awesome. But yeah, so yeah. I've done it. Brian's going to do it soon. Yes. It's awesome. And I I hope they bring this in some way to celebration. Like, I hope they have some sort of VR experience. They probably will. I remember at... Um, That'd be cool. I remember at Celebration London, they had some sort of VR thing. I didn't get to do it, but... Um, see, I, I don't even know what it was because I didn't do it, but I, I think it was... Something from the, ILM X Lab. experience things, right? I, I, Were you like... I don't even know what it was, but I just remember there being a big area for whatever it was. But Yeah, I feel like I saw something where it was like you take a test and they're like, you're a Wookiee bounty hunter senator thing. Oh. Was that one of the things? I don't know. It maybe it was, I feel like it was called Star Wars Experience. I thought it was maybe? something on Tatooine, like Trials of Tatooine or something. Oh, yes. 
Yes, I yeah, okay. I don't remember where that was, but I do remember that because Andy talked about it on the Star Wars show. It was in Celebration London. Um, uh-huh. But yes. the line, I think the line for it was really long. There was a reason why I didn't do it. I just didn't have time. I sure. think that convention was only three days as well instead of four. So you really, really cut on time. Um, but anyways, hopefully they'll have something like that at Celebration so more people can experience it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And we have our last question from Rob. Oh, that was fast. Ro- I know. What's up, Rob? I know. Rob asked us, what are some of your goals for the new year as a podcast? Uh-oh. Well, Rob, Brian doesn't know this. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> My goal is to do whatever Savannah thinks. No, we've <laughs> talked about this, Brian. Um, yeah, We're going to continue doing um, regular shows uh more often than once a month so we're gonna try doing a show once every two weeks because that is super doable for us if we can squeeze in extra shows between that we will um so we're really excited about that we're gonna finish up our clone wars um discussion so in our next episode we'll be wrapping up season four of the clone wars and then we have to talk about season five and then the lost missions um and that'll be done and then we are actually going to discuss the sequel trilogy like finally Finally. (laughs) three years late (laughs) yeah um and then after that we might talk about rebels we haven't decided yet but i know brian really wants to do that and i think it would be cool to go through and rewatch rebels as well um that might be a possibility um but we're really focusing on our dorky diva meetup for celebration we want that to be like extra awesome yeah so um the last time we had celebration we did a dorky diva meetup and i just like threw it together and i was like hey everybody meet here in the hotel lobby and let's just hang out and we did and a lot more people showed up than we thought ever would so i just felt really unprepared because i felt like i couldn't talk with everyone enough and i felt like i had nothing to give them or i had like nothing cool going on so we're gonna have a lot of swag for celebration yeah and gonna have a lot of cool new artwork on like buttons and pins and t-shirts and all that cool stuff um and we might have like a trivia night at our meetup we're talking about a lot of different things Mm -hmm. so that's super exciting um and then for like the back half of the year not super sure yet but um we're gonna wrap up the clone wars talk about sequel trilogy um have an awesome dorky diva meetup at celebration and just all that good keep stuff. talking about star wars i mean there's going to be a lot of star wars to talk about at the end of this year i feel like because we For all have real. so much more stuff coming out um so yeah it's true it'll be fun i'm excited yeah me too we actually uh excited. we actually like so let me let me give you guys our listeners a little Uh-oh. inside scoop on the dorky diva show oh so i started this show gosh uh three years ago when I was in college and Mm -hmm. I started the show because I wanted to interview people that I really admired and I wanted to uh, have guests on the show all the time Um, but I had a really tough time keeping that uh, as like a regular thing because I was in college and I lived in a very loud dorm And it was super frustrating to record because I had like the worst internet, I had the worst equipment, 
Um, my roommates were always super loud and it just got me very discouraged. And then I ended up moving to California and I just felt like I worked constantly and was exhausted. So I didn't put a lot of time and effort into the show. I just kind of like did random things. And then, um, I decided to have Brian on the show and then I decided to keep him on the show because it makes my (laughs) life so much easier. (laughs) Oh, stop and it. I think our conversations are a lot more fun um, than anything I would have with a guest. So I do want to have more guests on the show this year, um, but it's not like a super high priority for me. And basically this show would not happen if it weren't for Brian because I would have zero motivation and oh, you all it. should thank him because no, the show stop. would be dead without Brian as a co-host because I... Why did you do this on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? But it's true. And you know that, Brian, you've had to drag me through hell and back to get me to record sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the early half of last year. He was like, hey, let's talk about Last Jedi. Let's talk about Last Jedi. Hey, let's talk about Last Jedi. And I'm like, nope, we're going to talk about Solo. We're going to talk about everything (laughs) that I can talk about to avoid talking about The Last Jedi. (laughs) It's true. That much much I will agree to. Uh, (laughs) The first (laughs) half of last year, I literally dragged you to record. Yes. (laughs) Because it was funny. So you had Ashley Eckstein on Mm -hmm. for your first episode. Mm -hmm. And then you had Amy Radcliffe on. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, hmm, how do we nosedive this show? Let's have (laughs) Brian Balance on. And you did. And then obviously I took full advantage of your momentary lapse of judgment. Uh, And then you brought me on as a co-host. And I was like, all right, cool. And then you're like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, I don't blame you. But uh, you kind of told people I'm involved, so let's do this. And you're like, mm, I don't really want to. And I was like, I don't blame you. But again, we kind of told them we'd do shows. And six months later, you're like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, yes, I do. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, thanks, I guess. I don't, I'm really uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do this while recording. I think um, um, I think this year is going to oh, be God. amazing because um, – so more backstory last year oh at the beginning of the like year this. no it's fine it's fine brian this is not gonna put you on the spotlight um uh, when i moved to seattle in april of last year we tried recording some shows here and it was really difficult because my dog just wanted to be like crazy loud and so i, I started to think i was like oh this is this is not gonna work we're not gonna be able to podcast because i don't have a quiet space to record and then he finally chilled out he's been great didn't even make a peep this episode um and so we've been able to do a lot more shows and it works really well because brian works nights i work from home so our schedules are very flexible and very in sync with each other which makes it super easy to record Mm -hmm. like anytime I want to do a show I'm like hey Brian can you record now and he's like yep so um that's been great so I think I think 2019 is going to be awesome because we have like figured out our jive with scheduling I have a great quiet space to record our technology issues are all fixed because I finally got a microphone that's on point (laughs) so you did we are getting our life together guys yeah only took two years it only took a long time (laughs) But it feels good. I feel like really motivated to do the show and it's exciting to actually like hear back from our listeners and like get feedback from you guys. We're super grateful for all the questions you sent in because we're like, oh, people actually listen to us. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, for real. Bless so, you all. Yeah. So it's going to be a great year. I'm excited and I'm not going to put you on the spot again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't do compliments well. 
Uh, but no, I'm excited for this year. I think it's going to be great. Like you said, we we're in our groove now, mm-hmm. um, and there's so much coming up to be excited about, and celebration is just going to be awesome. And yeah, it's just it's just cool. It's great. It's just cool. Yeah. It's it's very exciting. I just can't wait for celebration because last time we did our meetup, we met so many people that we had never met before that somehow found our show and listened to it and liked it or at least pretended to like it. So I'm excited to like see all of you guys again and hopefully meet some new people. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun time. I agree. It's going to be a fun time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was all of our questions that we got. Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. Yes, thank super you. super fun. And then for the ones that we didn't answer, like I said, there were a few about the Darth Vader comic series. We will answer that at a later date because I need to catch up. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Brian, yeah. where can people find you online? You can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. You can check out uh, the interesting podcast on iTunes. Uh, if you like the show, you'd probably like that one. There's some real good episodes there if you want to catch up. I released 40 last year. Holy uh, mackerel. I know. I'm That's so an achievement. Pr- I'm so proud of it. Yeah. Because like wow. you said, booking guests, uh, it's, it's not a lot easy of work. at all. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> It is a lot of work. Like, I've had guests on that show that took nine months of back and forth with their agents oh to book. Um, so I'm really, really proud of that. Um, if you like Kung Fu Panda, go listen to the Randall Duke Kim episode. Um, he played Uguay, and it's one of the best. Uh, anyway, yeah, check that out. Um, the Interesting Podcast on iTunes. If you search Brian Balance, uh, I'm pretty sure it pops up right away. Uh, so there's that. And uh, the Dorky Diva Show. Mm-hmm. I'm there all the time. Uh, yeah, where can people find you? You can find me pretty much everywhere at The Dorky Diva. My website is thedorkydiva.com. Um, if you didn't get to send us a question in time for this episode, you can still send us a question. We'll answer it on the next episode. You can email us at dorkydivashow at gmail.com or tweet us at dorkydivashow. Um, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the dorky diva. And we yeah. wanted to say a super special thank you to all of our amazing patrons. Um, those people are Anthony, Ben, Brandon, Brian, Chris, Daz, Daryl, Jen Marie, Jim, Kristen, Michael, Samir, Shuri, Sherry, and Tom. Thank you all so much. We are so grateful for you and so many of you were with us through the entirety of 2018 so we're just really grateful for your support and your support is one of the main reasons why we're going to get to have such awesome swag at celebration so um yeah thank you so much for that and a little update on the Darth Vader comic series. We took a little break over the holidays because we are having a guest on the next episode and we wanted to make sure that everyone had time to sit down and have a nice chat about the next issue and not have to feel rushed. Um, so we will be releasing another episode of that very soon and we hope you guys are enjoying that. It's been really fun to do. Yeah, it has. Yeah, so we will be back next time to finish up our Clone Wars Season 4 discussion And we hope you guys have an awesome 2019. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.